Live from the Interaction Media Studio in Morgantown, this is a special edition of Positively West Virginia, the COVID-19 Daily Business Briefing. I'm your host, Jim Matuga. For those of you joining us live on Facebook, welcome and thanks for tuning in. And for those listening on the podcast recording, thanks for joining us as well. We really appreciate you guys. Normally on this podcast, we interview West Virginia business leaders and share their success stories with you and thousands of others each week on iTunes, Spotify, and through our statewide distribution network with WVNews.com. However, since March 19th, we've been bringing you these daily special edition broadcasts, and we're focused specifically and intentionally around this basic question, what can West Virginia businesses do right now to navigate this current pandemic that we're all facing? When we first started this podcast back in 2017, our goal was to inspire people in West Virginia with examples of real-life entrepreneurs and business owners who've built their companies right here in West Virginia. Quite simply, we're on a mission to help West Virginia businesses win. We appreciate the opportunity each week to tell positive, inspirational stories to encourage people to start their businesses in the Mountain State and keep their companies here and make West Virginia stronger than ever before. Of course, you can learn more about this mission at PositivelyWV.com. Every week, though, we're coming to you daily uh, live with these special subject matter experts from right here in West Virginia to help business owners and leaders with practical ideas to use to get you through the storm right now. It's hard to believe, but this is our 29th episode of doing this since the pandemic broke out several weeks ago. Positively West Virginia is brought to you by Insurance Centers, The State Journal, WVNews.com, and Interaction Media. Today, I'm honored to have on the show Dr. Kimberly Hambrick. Dr. Kimberly Hambrick is a leadership development and growth coach and trainer. She owns Kimberly Hambrick Consulting. She's located in Winfield, West Virginia, down in Putnam County, and she's an executive director with the John Maxwell team. Many of you know that that great organization. So she's very involved with that, and she serves on the President's Advisory Committee for the JMT. It's an honor to have Dr. Kimberly Hambrick as our guest today. Kimberly, thanks for being on the show. Hey, Jim, thank you so much. I am really honored to be here and talking with you and your listeners. Absolutely. First off, we got a lot of stuff I want to talk to you about, Kimberly. And before we jump into that, I want to know how you're doing personally, you, your family, how are you guys doing? You know, we're, we're well. We're truly blessed. Thank you for asking. I we've been. My two sons have been. They both work at Toyota, but they've been taken care of, and they're getting ready to go back to work next week. Yeah, hey, awesome. Uh, so I'm really excited about that, and I, my business is good, so I can't complain. I I'm just worried about all the other businesses and the individuals who are suffering through all of this. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, Kimberly, let's just jump into it. What is it that you do with? Kimberly Hamber Consulting, and how do you help people? Absolutely. Thank you. So as you said in my intro, I do leadership development and growth coach and training. I'm a firm believer that leadership starts with ourselves. That's the first mm. person that we lead as ourselves. So self-leadership all the way out to leading your families, leading an organization, leading a community or companies. And that's really where I focus. I help people understand what their true leadership styles are, how to empower them as leaders, and more importantly, how to share that leadership out and empower others. Because you mentioned John Maxwell, and as John always says, success is adding value to ourselves, but significance is when you add value to others. Mm-hmm. And that's really where I like to focus yeah, my can work. You, can you say that again? That's, that's powerful. Sure. Success is when you add value to yourself. Hmm. 
significance is when you add value to others. Yeah, that's that's really when you know you're making a difference, right? Absolutely. Yeah, that's great. That's great. So, Kimberly, you're you're located down there in Putnam County in Winfield, long time resident of West Virginia. And in full disclosure, I have to <laughs> I have to come come clean with this, Kim. Hambrick was Kim Adia when I knew her in high school. We graduated St. Francis together for St. Francis yes. High School here in Morgantown, class of 1983. So, yeah, yeah ouch, uh, you hadn't mentioned the old friend, old friend. But old, uh, old friends, so yes. you're 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 seeing you're you're working with business leaders, uh, CEOs, presidents, and leadership of companies, and you're in education. You do a lot of different things. What are some of the things that you're seeing right now that? Uh, that, that, that people are really struggling with and, and, and kind of what is the, uh, the, the leadership antidote to, to that? In other words, how can we fix those things or how do we address those things? Sure. Thank you. you know, so when you mentioned that this is your 29th episode mm. and we've been dealing with this since then and West Virginia is slowly taking those steps to open up the state starting today. Yeah. A lot of a lot of people have been focusing from a leadership perspective how to lead through the crisis. And I've really been shifting that and talking with leaders how to lead beyond the crisis because yes. we are going to get through. Stand by, folks. Hey, we, we, I lost you. <laughs> You're back. We're just going to try this the old-fashioned way, just on the regular landline. You you started talking about um, folks kind of bridging the gap uh, of crisis management into what that looks beyond that that uh, that topic. Can you kind of jump back in there? Sure. Awesome. I appreciated that what I said was so profound <laughs> that it stopped you <laughs> in, in your tracks. What I was talking about was a lot of leadership trainers and coaches are focusing on helping people through the crisis. Well, as we pointed out in the beginning, we're at day 29, West Virginia is starting to open up. So we're moving beyond that. And we're not going to look the same. A lot of people are just talking about when we get back to normal. Well, normal is going to look different and should look different as we transition through this. So one of the big things that I'm having conversations with leaders about Many who were um, against the idea in the beginning, 
that their staff could work remotely, that work could be accomplished. And there's surprise that the work is still happening and they're meeting their targets. So when offices do start going back into you know, operation day to day as we used to know them, I think that this mindset that some leaders had about how work had to happen hmm. is going to be impacted. And, and I hope for the better, I, I'm going to be perfectly honest, I do hope some of the learnings that we're learning through this difficult time help us think about how to do business, I hate to say it, differently moving forward. Yeah. So what are some, you know, Kimberly, what are some of the things, you know, as a leadership coach and somebody who is a essential part of John Maxwell team kind of teaching this, yeah, John Maxwell's great leadership philosophies, what are some of the things that you're personally learning about leadership in a crisis going through this crazy time? I mean, obviously, we've gone through a lot of crises in America, but this is different, right? We've shut the whole country down. The whole world's been affected by this. What are some personal lessons that you're learning about this? Oh, thank you. And you're absolutely right, Jim. You know, when I step back and look at this, this is an event, and it's a horrific event for so many reasons, but mm. it is an event that has united us all. Mm. We're all impacted in experiencing this in some way, shape, or form. And some of the things that I've learned really through this is, one is, nobody knows how to lead through this. We don't know how to lead ourselves. We don't know how to lead our family and organizations, CEOs, presidents. Nobody knows how to lead through this. And we're really learning it as we go. Hmm. And from my perspective, what has been so important for me and with those that I work with, we need to give each other grace. And I've said this so many times, we have to give ourselves grace and we have to give others grace because we are truly doing the best we can, but we don't have a blueprint for this. Hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So define that a little bit. I mean, because I, I, I kind of think I know what giving ourselves grace, giving myself, I mean, I beat myself up a lot. You know, and I, you know, it's that old Catholic school, you know, education, oh, yeah. I, you know, the guilt and everything, uh, you know, that comes from that. Sometimes I kind of laugh about it, but, you know, truly, you know, what, what exactly does that look like when you say, when you're saying give grace to others, give grace to yourselves, talk a little bit about what you mean by that. Cause I think that is a extremely important topic. Yeah. Thank you. You know, what it means is assume noble intentions from the beginning. Mm. make the assumption that we are trying to do the best we can. Mm. So for example, um, I've, I've talked to a number of people who are now working from home remotely for the first time. And oh, by the way, schools are closed and now they have children <laughs> at home, homeschooling. Love my children dearly. I thank the good Lord they're not in my house where I'm homeschooling them right now. And what I've said to the parents are, this is as huge a disruption for your children as it is for you. Mm. And, and, and give them grace. Just assume that some of their acting out isn't to get on your nerves or to cause you issues. They're trying to navigate this. From an organizational perspective, or a leadership perspective, I'm sorry, um, a leader has to step up. He or mm. she has to make a decision. Mm. And in normal times, 
not everyone supports those decisions. They're not going to support them now. When you have companies who are making some of those really difficult decisions that are, we can't work remotely, we're going to have to furlough or lay off our employees. Hmm. Giving that leader grace means that they're taking the best available data that they have. They're trying to make the, the best decision but not everyone's going to be happy with it. And that's what I mean by that. Does that help? Does yeah. that help your Catholic oh guilt? Yes, exactly. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I think that's uh, that's awesome. That's a great uh, bit of insight uh, into that, that meaning, because we hear that, you know, but then what does it really mean? And that's a great, mm-hmm. great explanation for sure. Uh, one of the things that, that, that came up and just listening to you talk there about the, the working from home, one of the the things that that I think is going to be, you know, uh, something that's going to be a long term issue, and and how we grapple with these things from a leadership perspective is that I do believe that we're uh, as business owners here in West Virginia, uh, and I think on a lot of instances, we may be encouraging people to work from home. You know, if if it's flu season and we've, you know, mm-hmm. we don't want them bringing the flu in, or you know, we've got you know twelve inches of snow on the ground and, and everything's going to be closed for two days, we could work from home. These kinds of things are kind of different, and we've never really addressed the. And me personally, I've never had to deal with that. Other companies, I know, kind of, you know, if you're a tech company or whatever, you may you may have some people working remotely from home on a regular basis. But a lot of us, this is new. And one thing that came up just this week, and I, and I wanted to share this with you with you and get some insight on it, is this notion that um, I was talking with one of my uh, folks that's in the sales area of my business. And he said, you know, one of the things, the toughest things to, 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 to come out of this is that it's the sense of, you know, I've got to prove myself. I'm, I'm working remotely. I've got the kids at home. You know, I might have the dog interrupting, you know, got laundry I'm doing in between calls and whatnot. And it's this sense that he had that was, I'm feeling really like I've got this extra pressure on my shoulders to prove my worth because I'm not there in front of the, you know, the owner or my teammates and they can't see how hard I'm working. So I actually have to go out there and kind of prove myself. And, and I feel like when we were talking about grace, there could be a sense of, of self grace with the teammates out there too. And they need to understand that, you know, this has been a crazy, you know, crisis that we're in and, you know, I don't. I don't know if you'd ever heard that before. That was the first time I heard it. It was just actually um, this morning I heard that. I said it was this week, and it was just actually this morning. And I'm thinking, I never really thought about that. You know, you've got to have this extra sense of, I've got to prove myself. I've got to make sure that these guys know that I'm working hard. You know, mm-hmm. what are your thoughts yeah. on that? Oh no, I've unfortunately have heard that. And hmm. um, one of the things, so there are a couple of things there. It, I think that some of us are going a little overboard. I'm not saying this person. I think some of us are going a little overboard as we're working virtually that we have a meeting for everything. <laughs> Just, so, you know, I, I, I mean, people are yeah. on meetings from sun up to sundown. Yeah. And, and that's a little bit of the mentality of uh, from a leadership perspective, mm. I have to see you and make sure you're doing something. And it could be. Mm coming from the person that you were talking with, I have to be on a call. I have to be in front of them so they can see what I'm doing. Mm. And in the teams that I'm working with and the leaders that I'm working with related to this, there have been a couple of things that I've said. First and foremost, early on, I've said to people, you have to eliminate sorry from your vocabulary. Mm. 
don't be sorry that your dog's barking or your two-year-old is coming in to want to show you something or they're throwing a tantrum. Hmm. We understand it. So take that pressure off of yourself. And, and leaders really need to be setting that tone and saying that, you know, we get it. You, you're trying to navigate your life. Um, some leaders who are really doing it well have been focusing on flexibility. Hmm. And what that means is we're not doing the nine to five typical hours anymore. If you have small children at home and when they wait, so get up a little bit early, allow them to do their work when they need to. So giving that flexibility I think has just been so important. And I'm just going to be honest with you. There's a team that I've worked with and I have initiated weekly calls as a team. Mm. And we're not talking about work. We're, we're simply talking about how's it going? Just like you started the pod, uh, the interview with me, Mm. how are things going with you and your family? Giving people that space to just talk about it because you know what? We all have, similar stresses, but we have different ones. Mm. It has been just so um, eye-opening and and heartwarming for me, but I'm also seeing the transformation on the team because what that is allowing each member to understand is we all have a collective struggle here. And so then knowing that, you know, Jim has this going on if he's late with turning in a piece of work i'm going to give him grace and then i'm going to follow up with him Mm. yeah yeah absolutely that's good stuff right there i really appreciate that our guest once again today is dr kimberly hambrick she's a leadership and leadership development and growth coach and trainer with kimberly hambrick consulting she's based out of Winfield, West Virginia, and Putnam County, West Virginia. And she's also an executive director with the John Maxwell team, has great experience with the JMT group. If you know anything about leadership, you know John Maxwell. And <laughs> Kimberly Hamrick is uh, one of the top people in the country uh, with the JMT, and I just uh, appreciate her spending some time with us, giving some insight on leadership. Kimberly, what's... Uh, I'm going to ask you kind of like a personal question. What's what's a couple of things, maybe one one or two things that you've learned about yourself during the last six weeks that uh, that maybe you didn't really know or didn't realize? Well, Jim, what I've realized is how much I miss my hairdresser. <laughs> um, I, I, I'm just, you know, I, I've got to put that one out there. And we talked about oh, some of these small businesses that are struggling. Oh. Uh, it, it, I will just say my colorless hairs are multiplying <laughs> nightly, but, but, but on a more That's serious. Great. That's great. You know, what, what I've learned is that even and, and I and I so appreciate the kind words that you said about me and and what I do in terms of leadership. I don't have all the answers, mm. and that's okay, because I, I'm okay with trying to navigate this uncertainty, mm. uh, uh, sort of blindly, if you will. Mm. And more importantly, from a leadership perspective, when I use, I'm, I'm typically one of those people that. I want to fix it. I want to have a solution. And when I've been creating these opportunities for team members just to share what's on their heart and what they're struggling with, Mm. um, the first two times I did it, I'm I'm going to admit I was absolutely drained Mm. and, and felt like a failure because I had no answers. And then I sat with that for a little bit, and I'm a person of faith. 
And I sat with that for a little bit. And what I, but what I realized is I don't need to have the answers. What I'm doing is giving them the opportunity to share. And that was more than enough in that moment. Yeah, that's huge. I recall, um, you know, I'm going to be working on a, a little project myself um, this week. I'm actually into it already, but I'm writing a little blog about, you know, the, the things that I've learned over the you know, the last six weeks or so. And I remember uh, coming into my office and I have a small team, you know, we have uh, eight or nine of us around the table each, each, um, each Monday morning. And, you know, I knew that there was, there was an email chain that was going out and talking about what are we going to be doing? Are we going to be working from home? What's going on? March 16th, Monday. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I knew I had to prepare a couple of words to, to talk, to, you know, to talk about my team with, but I, that's exactly what I did is I, I opened up just with, what are you guys feeling? I want to know, like, don't be, don't be shy. I want to know how you're feeling right now. And just about everybody was used the word either uh, freaked out. That was one that was common or just, you know, we're just stressed out. We have anxiety. We don't know what's going on. And mm-hmm. uh, so my job was kind of to calm that down a little bit and give them some guidance. And, and I even said, you know, I don't know how this is going to work out, but we're going to be fine. I, I, I even quoted uh, a, a talk that I had given a couple of years ago when we lost a big client and said, God will provide, you know, we're going to, yeah. we're going to do what we do and, and he will provide and we're just going to be diligent and abide in him and we're going to do our work and things will happen and it'll be fine. And it, as I was, the words were coming out of my mouth, I was like saying to myself in, you know, almost crap. <laughs> How's all this going to work? You know? And so I was trying to be, um, confident and, um, and that was kind of like my mindset for the first week of, of this was like, Hey, we're going to be fine. Everybody's going to be good. Don't worry. We'll get through this. And then as it started hitting, like how the, the magnitude of everything, I, uh, I had to kind of change that tone cause I didn't want to just be a rah, rah, you know, mm-hmm. empty, you know, rah-rah kind of cheerleader. I wanted to have some substance before behind it. And that's one of the things I've learned about myself is that, um, you know, you have to, you have to be vulnerable and you have to be able to tell people, I think, you know, look, I don't, I don't know exactly where this is going. I'm working on it. We're going to come up with some things. I'm going to ask your opinion and we're going to pull through this together. Right. As opposed to let's go, let's take the hill. Let's, we got this, (laughs) you know, especially, I mean, I think that, you know, uh, something especially of this magnitude and, and uh, where everybody's affected and things are shut down. And, you know, I hate to say it, but people's lives have been ruined. I mean, their mm-hmm. dreams have been dashed by their companies never reopening. And that's that kind of that's very sad. But but by the same token, we have to keep forging ahead. We have to kind of keep thinking about what is the future and what are the opportunities so that's kind of, I wanted to share that with you and our, and our listeners, because I, I think there's so many takeaways. And I think the more I talk to people, like I said, this is episode 29 of doing this. We're probably going to continue these through the end of the week, and then we're going to get back to normal programming next week. But uh, this has been fascinating just to talk to different people, talk to you uh, today, you know, just to get your insight on things. And so one of the things that I want to you know, kind of get your thoughts on is, you know, we, we talk a lot about innovation and the way people lead and, and, and innovate, uh, in times like this. And, and, and I can't, um, can't let this opportunity go by without asking you, Kimberly, what, uh, what are, what kind of innovation do you think is going to come out of this? Uh, things that you're seeing, the clients that you work with, what kinds of things do you think are going to, um, be in the future for West Virginia, especially? Yeah, no. Well, first of all, Jim, thank you for sharing 
your learnings, uh, what I will say to the listeners, you know, I've known you for many, many years, but that right there, the way you're handling this and leading your team just elevated you up a couple notches in my book because that's, exa- <laughs> because that's exactly what you need to be doing. You need to be, you need to know when to raw, raw, but you also need to know when to be authentic and realistic. So good for you. Thank you. Um, you know, innovations. I, I don't know if I'm seeing quote unquote innovations, but some of the conversations that were happening that we're having. So a typical office building. So, so your office, if you will, a couple of leaders are talking about that when they open the doors again, that they might institute shift work, if you will, for the nine to five jobs mm. to, to limit, uh, employees on site mm. at certain times. So you may have people that come in six to two or, mm. or things like that. Um, I think allowing people to continue to work from home if they're not comfortable coming into the office and not penalizing them for that. What I mean by that is some leaders have talked about, well, if employees want to do that, they'll take their their vacation or their leave time. Well, they, they shouldn't be penalized if you're not creating a safe environment that they want to come back to. Mm, mm. Um, and to be honest, I think we're going to look at, uh, you mentioned education, uh, that I do education, so I'm just going to mm. focus on education. I think education might look greatly different moving forward. Mm. And it's too early to see what that looks like, but as difficult as this is, has been for people, not only, you know, financially, um, but personally with people being sick and deaths. And I want to say that I'm still over there and I, I understand that in my heart, my prayers are with them. The flip side is this is an interesting time for us to look at leaders and how they're they're showing up because a crisis defines or refines you. A crisis does not make you as a leader. Mm. And I'm just, I feel bad to say the word fascinated, but there are so many things that I'm looking closely at and wanting to keep watch on them and see how the innovations bubble up a little more here in the next month or so. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Good stuff right there. Great insight. And, you know, I think about um, as you're, just listening to you talking, you know, I, I feel like um, there's there's a couple of uh, of things that I've seen, you know, just with um, my circle of of business leaders. I feel like there's people that have been kind of hanging out, not necessarily hiding, okay, but they're they're hanging out, they're they're doing their thing over here, and they're not real involved and engaged. And there's others that are you know, kind of running to the problem, trying to fix and help and lend. Uh, innovation and try to figure out how they can just keep their business alive and not not thrive by any means, but just survive the next you know the next ninety days or sixty days or whatever that look looks like. And then there's some a lot of us that are in the middle of that and trying to figure out like what does that what is what's going on here and how how are we going to be able to do this? And just even the way that we communicate, you know, we talk about leadership and you know it's one thing to open your doors and 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 I loved some of the innovation things you were talking about like the shift. Uh, nine to five shift workers kind of thing, six to two or whatever. I think that's going to be really cool. And and I love the idea of, you know, because I actually have been thinking about this myself, you know, maybe some of those folks who don't want to come in and sit around and because our office is, we don't even have cubicles. It's just like a big open floor space where everybody just mm-hmm. kind of collaborates and there's just this big open area. There's not doors. Nobody has offices. It's just open space, you know, and, uh, 
and that might not necessarily be that great, you know, moving forward. So if some folks want to work from home over the next however long, we might have to embrace that and just be okay with that, right? And just mm-hmm. kind of say, this is the new normal, quote unquote. I don't like that expression, but yeah, yeah that's just the way we're going to be doing things. But uh, but I do think that uh, that you're on to some really good thoughts there. And I, I think that's really interesting um, perspective as we move forward, with, with, whether it's with regard to innovation or how we're going to be doing things in the future. Um, I want to remind our, our listeners again, because uh, we did have a little bit of technical issues there at the beginning. Our our guest today is Dr. Kimberly Hambrick. She's a leadership development and growth coach and trainer with Kimberly Hambrick Consulting uh, here in West Virginia. She's an executive director with the John Maxwell t- team. Uh, Kimberly, as we uh, kind of wrap up our, our time here today, uh, first of all, what's the best way for people to learn more about you personally and your company and maybe even get in touch with you? Sure. Thank you. So I probably win the award for most creative name of a company. <laughs> uh, so just look me up at KimberlyHambrick.com. That's my website. And I'd, I'd love to have people reach out. This is something that I truly enjoy talking with people, talking them through some of their issues, because even though this is the most difficult time that we're going through, there's truly no better time for growth both personal and professionally Mm -hmm. during this time, because that helps set you up for what's coming next and, and would love to hear from the listeners and and talk with them. Yeah, absolutely. And we'll make sure we have links to your website and uh, uh, your social media channels as well on, uh, on our show notes section of the podcast. Kimberly, any final words that you'd like to share with our listeners today? Maybe, even inspiration as we uh, start to look forward to the reopening. Today is the first day of week one in West Virginia, Governor Justice opening up uh, certain sectors of the economy, and we're going to start seeing that as we go over the next several weeks. Any any final words you'd like to share? Uh, thank you. You know, Jim, I've been so amazed and, and impressed at the resiliency of people now more than ever as we move through this. This is difficult. Things are not looking as they were, but just seeing the deeper connections that have been evolving, um, people reaching out, making sure, checking on their neighbors, and learning more about your teams mm. as we go through this. There, Hold on to that. Hold on to the good. I'm a firm believer that there is good in the bad. Yes. Hold on to the good and carry it forward with you because we're coming back stronger. And this is not me just being a raw, raw cheerleader. <laughs> we are coming back stronger. And it's an exciting time for us to move forward. But I truly hope we don't forget to just be kind and be there for one another. Yeah, great stuff. Great stuff. Dr. Kimberly Hambrick, thank you once again for being our guest today. We appreciate the valuable information you delivered to our audience. And I've just, for one, I just really appreciate you. Well, thank you, Jim. It's just, you know, it's always good to reconnect with you. Um, we, we've had a long history together Yes. Uh, of friends and I'm hoping that there's no blackmail secrets that you share, but I, I greatly, <laughs> I, I greatly appreciate the work you're doing, and oh. I've been 
just amazed and proud of your growth as you've moved uh, forward and what you're doing for West Virginia businesses. I, I just appreciate you. Thank you. I appreciate you too. Folks, that's it for today's Positively West Virginia Daily COVID-19 Business Briefing. My hope is that we brought some valuable insight and some you know, some real inspiration that you can use in your business as we all work to navigate these uncharted waters. And as we're seeing those calm waters just ahead, I see them. I know you guys see them too. We're going to get this boat to calm water and we're going to weather the storm. The sun's out. It's going to be a, a new day in West Virginia. And as Governor Justice unveiled just yesterday, West Virginia strong, the comeback. That's our plan, and that's what our hope for for everybody. All of these West Virginia businesses is a strong comeback. So we'll be coming to you for a couple more days as the pandemic continues with these special edition briefings. And I just want to mention uh, our sponsors for Positively West Virginia, and they are Insurance Centers, The State Journal, WVNews.com, and Interaction Media. On behalf of our entire Positively West Virginia team, I'm your host, Jim Matuga. Stay safe, stay healthy, and stay positive, West Virginia. Kimberly, that was amazing. You were so good. Oh, You're you. so good. Oh, thank you. I, you know, I want to do more with you, and I yeah. don't know what it looks like yet, well, but I want to do something because I, I truly, I absolutely love what you're doing.